quarantine edition with us always is Matt Walker. I'm the voice of the nighttime show, Sarah Kalthouse. Our guest today is best known for his work on the new Amazon Prime series, Upload. It's Robbie Amel. And our host is the incomparable Stephen Kramer Glickman. Welcome to the Nighttime Show podcast. Yay! Thank you, Sarah. Nice. I could tell Stephen wrote Thanks, that because he, he didn't have an insult about him in there, which is what happens when anybody else does the intro. <laughs> he left some blanks. I was my I was debating saying, you know, um, he's been drinking disinfectant before the president told us to. There's a good Stephen Glickman. <laughs> See, that is, uh, that's pretty right on the money. That's pretty good. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Sarah. We haven't had you on it. Well, you you had a guest appearance on one of our episodes um, at our live yeah, show. Yeah, well, Sarah. <laughs> One of the big, one of the biggest episodes we've ever done was the office cast reunion, and Sarah uh, braved L.A. Comic Con with ten thousand people and mm-hmm. stood in the middle of all of them on a platform and took questions from people. So, um, you know, we uh, put her life we love on you the forever. line for the show. There were a few <laughs> angry moms out there. I was, I was abused berated and tugged but i was i was glad to do it it was it was so much fun well uh, we appreciate you being here today and um and i think we're we're all fans of this show and of of uh, the show upload and it is very uh it's a very cool show it's on amazon right now you can watch it uh you know um, you should watch it immediately if you haven't already seen it um, but yeah, let's, um, we, we have the star of the show, uh, Robbie ML is on the show with us today and, and, uh, it's super exciting. I've known this guy for like a very, very long time, like 10 years, something like that. And, um, he's always been very, very good looking the whole time. <laughs> There's never been a time where he's not been incredibly good looking. So, and he's always been very nice, a very kind, very nice guy. So, um, all right, let's bring him on. Robbie, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, you're, uh, we, we have to start off by saying this. Huge news out the gate. Uh, your show just got uh, upload, just got a green lit for a second season. That is a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, really, really exciting day. Uh, Greg Daniels phoned us last night and he was like, uh, uh, he phoned the cast. He was like, we're getting a season two, but Amazon's not announcing till t- tomorrow. So don't tell anybody, but uh, congratulations. So, wow, oh, man. Awesome. Congratulations, dude. You deserve it. That show definitely needed a season it, two. It didn't just come <laughs> up on your phone with like, your data has been reset. Now you have two gigs again. <laughs> no, I'm still. <laughs> From what I know, I'm still stuck uh, frozen. So who knows what my season two yes. has in store? Yeah, that was that was very man. What a terrific and fun television show you got! So many, uh, such a such a you know a, such an amazing role of getting to work with Greg Daniels. That must have been crazy. That must have been awesome. Yeah, Greg is. is um, Greg's a genius. He's so smart. He's so funny. Um, but he's, he's got no ego at all. Uh, he's super collaborative, um, very easy to work with, very down to earth. His son is also a writer on the show who plays uh, Owen, who plays a- the AI guy. Oh, okay. um, oh my God. Hilarious. He's, uh, you know, a super talented family and um, just you, c- you couldn't ask for a better boss. 
Yeah, uh, Greg Daniels, uh, one of the one of the creators of The Office, uh, the American version of The Office. He is just uh, such a such a great talent, and so much great talents come out of that show. So, uh, what? Uh, let's let's go through this cast a little bit. You got to work a lot with Andy Allo. Andy Allo, yep. Yeah. What um, what she what was she like to work with? She's so sweet. Um, she's very kind, very charming, which is you know it really bleeds through her character and is you know super important. Her character is kind of the show. You really need to get behind her. And um, she's, you know, Nathan's only real connection um, to to the real world. Um, and uh, she's just a total sweetheart. Uh, she uh, she's she's big in the music world. She was discovered by Prince um, when she was younger. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. She's an unbelievable music musician. Um, and, um, you know, the nice thing about our characters was, you know, they got to know each other kind of along the same timeline that andy and i got to know each other in real life so as we got, you know became better friends our characters got closer which was just um nice timing and uh, uh for for us you know just made things easier mm-hmm. yeah that that must have been really nice it's also like you you know you're no stranger to sh- you guys were up in vancouver right yes yeah i mean but you're not a stranger to shooting in vancouver you've been up there for all no. sorts of different uh, shows, right tomorrow people the flash um x files um a bunch of little like tv movies and stuff scooby-doo shot up there it's you know it's 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 like hollywood north um so yeah it was it was nice but uh, you know the rest of the cast had never been there before so i got to kind of show everybody around a little bit and you know when you're shooting a, a show you're working long hours during the week with these people. And then, you know, normally you don't know anybody else in the city. So you're, you're spending the weekends together too. So you get pretty close pretty quickly, which is great. And, and, um, and, and luckily we had a really tight knit group of people who all actually like each other. <laughs> when, uh, when I was working on big time rush, the movie in mm-hmm. Vancouver, we we stayed at the Sutton place oh, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, and, um, we, uh, I was up there for almost two months and I shot for six whole days in the two months. I had almost nothing to do. So I, all we did was get drunk and make terrible, terrible choices. That is a, uh, <laughs> fun a very fun. <laughs> yeah, it really is. My God, it, it can be, it could be a lot of fun. Vancouver's great. Um, did you ever go to that mini museum? Did you ever go to the, the museum of miniatures? No, but now I will. <laughs> oh God! It's if you ever get get drunk and go to the museum of miniatures, just walk around like Godzilla. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is uh, worthwhile. Steven, is, um, is that what you do with your it, action figures at home? You just set them on the floor and walk around like Godzilla. Listen, <laughs> what I do in my own personal time is my own issues. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm looking at my Dodger um, bobbleheads, and I'm thinking about doing that later after this call. That's uh... <laughs> there. We go. That's a plan. That is a solid plan. Um, Robbie, uh, you're uh, you've got this uh, awesome career that is on the phenomenal trajectory and you've worked on all sorts of cool stuff i want to i want to go back with you uh, to uh how this all got started where did you uh where'd you get started how did this how this business get started for you um i uh i did commercials and 
print work when I was a kid. My mom got me into it, uh, like when I was really young. And uh, I was always comfortable in front of a camera. And then I was playing pretty competitive hockey. And, uh, you know, that was seven days a week. I didn't go on any more commercial auditions or anything. I didn't have time for it. Um, but I still happened to have a little commercial agent or modeling agent. And uh, the summer before 11th grade, uh, my agent phoned me and said, you have an audition for Cheaper by the Dozen 2. And uh, I went in. And um, they really just wanted somebody who looked like they could be Eugene Levy and Carmen Electra's son. Uh, and luckily, there were like 12 of us. So they, uh, I read Tom Elling's sides because my character had no lines. And uh, the next day, they phoned and said, did you hear the good news? And I said, no. Do I have a callback? And they said, you booked it. You're going to shoot for two months. And um, I got to watch Eugene Levy and Steve Martin and Bonnie and um, you know, just do their thing. And, and I, I called my hockey coach and I said, I'm sorry, I'm not coming back next year. Um, and I got into some on-camera calls and I booked a show called uh, um, Life with Derek, which was a Disney show that happened to shoot in Toronto. So I did a season of that. I finished high school and um, I decided to give it a shot in LA. And uh, I got here and I blew through all my money really quickly because I was young and stupid. And um, I was about to, you know, fly home and, and you know, go back to school. And uh, um, my uh, my nanny when I was a kid, who was like a second mother to me because both my parents worked. Um, her name was Agatha. She, um, little tiny little Scottish woman, the sweetest woman, but also strong like an ox. She, I, I remember watching her lift the fridge and clean underneath it with one arm. And I was just like, what the, how the hell did you do that? Um, she was like a little cartoon and um, she gave me $10,000 and she said, give it, you know, give it a, tr give it a real shot. And uh, um, I booked my wow. first movie uh, in the, you know, in the few months that that bought me um, out here. And that led to, you know, a movie that that was a movie in Toronto led to a movie in Montreal, led to a movie in Vancouver, and finally got back to LA and and booked True Jackson, and that's when, you know, I was able to kind of settle in here. That's where we met. Um, yeah. And um, and luckily, you know, things have been really fun since then. You know, I you know I didn't know how good I had it with True Jackson, the live action or the live audience half hour comedy sitcom life of like you know, Monday to Thursday rehearsals, half days, and then live tape Friday with a studio audience of kids who love what you're doing. And, you know, saying the word diarrhea gets them uh, the biggest laugh you'll ever get <laughs> in your life. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been very lucky. I've, I've been able to work with some really, really great people. And um, I've really enjoyed what I do. And um, um, it's all kind of led to to where i am now well joe true jackson was it was an underrated nickelodeon hit it really was it was a very 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 funny show and you had such an awesome cast i think our second guest or third guest we ever had on on this podcast was matt shively who we Amazing. just love like crazy love that guy and uh yeah. um him and ashley ergoda and kiki palmer what give, tell tell us a little um because i know you have a lot of fans from that show from back in the day so any any stories of, of working with them or um you know first uh, introductions of meeting them oh 
somebody posted recently the, the the end of our screen test online. I don't even know how they have it. Somebody, some random Instagram account posted it on their story, and uh, me and Ash and and Matt and Kiki were texting about it. Like, where'd they get this footage? And it's the four of us as just babies, because this is, you know, we're talking 10, 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. 11 years ago now. And um, wow. you can see us all just like hanging out after the screen test. And they're like, you know, why don't you guys all stand together and smile? And, you know, that was the first time we knew that we were the four people that they were going to pick. Um, and I mean, you know, it's it's been awesome to watch them all grow up because i was a little older than the three of them um when we shot it i think i was 20 at the time um and uh, they were all like 16 ish so you know i always felt like the you know kind of the older brother out of the group so it was amazing to watch kiki do such unbelievable things with her career and and ashley and matt as well so um it's always nice when we get back in touch you know with this with Kiki posting that TikTok about, you know, a true Jackson reboot, which um, was just total Kiki Palmer, like prank type stuff where there was no oh truth God. to it at all. Which I just think <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, at the same time you do that and it, it gets people talking. So who knows if anything will ever come of it, but uh, that would be a lot of fun. I don't know. It's, you know wow. They still, they just, they were really sweet, awesome people. I've been really lucky to to not work with any assholes, for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a, a a lucky thing for sure. Have you ever worked on a project that you were like, oh god, why, why is this? Why no, dear god? Have you ever have you ever been on any on this on a set where you just wanted to? run away you don't have to say which one it was but have you ever had a a rough set experience (laughs) i actually haven't i've been really lucky i mean i think part of it is is um kind of the the mindset and the um attitude that i bring with me to set um i'm a pretty happy person and uh at the same time you know i'm getting paid well to to do a job that is better or that i consider you know more fun than I would 99% of jobs out there. So, you know, it's, it's right. tough to come to work and be like, Oh, the fuck are we doing today? <laughs> like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a pretty happy person when I'm, I'm being paid to be an actor. Um, and, um, I, I mean, I'm not one for, for drama within, you know, on the set and stuff like that. So, I've just I've been lucky. I've learned from a lot of good people that set a nice tone on set, and um, I think I also think the industry has pivoted a little bit in the last, you know, maybe in the last years, kind of since I started started out in it, where you used to be able to get away with being a diva or being an asshole, but these days I just think there's so many there's so many actors and actresses out there that um, I just don't think people have time for it. I mean, unless you are Meryl Streep, which yeah, I'm not saying Meryl Streep's a bitch. I'm sure she's a sweetheart. But, yeah, no, you know, no, even even if she was, she could get away with it. Yeah, because she's Meryl Streep. But um, but I, I think for the most part, you know, people don't want to spend 12 hours a day with with someone who's who's a pill. Yeah, no, I think you're you are right about that. Hey, uh, a quick thing I want to talk about, uh, Mike Black. I, I think this is uh, something that we we really should talk about, yeah. and uh, it's a um, a company 
yes. that was founded in 1983 in Tokyo, Japan. Of course, I'm talking about the Zoom Corporation. Zoom. Now, if, if it wasn't for Zoom, and Matt knows this, we would not be able to do our show. Um, they make the best audio equipment in the world. Um, we, wh- Which one are we using right now? We, we're recording onto a Zoom LiveTrack L8 right now, and when we go do our live events at conventions and stuff, we often use the Zoom H6, and they're both just fantastic pieces of equipment. You plug your microphones in, you plug your headphones in, and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, whether you're a classically trained pianist or a run-and-gun filmmaker or a podcaster like uh, you know like us um yep yeah i do a ton of podcasts and i can tell by listening when they're using a zoom and when they're not yeah it's the Uh, mark of excellence it really is uh go check it uh, go check out all their stuff over at zoom-na.com that's zoom-na.com be professional for god's sake zoom-na.com all right okay let's get back to the show uh sarah i know you have some questions yeah, well, I first of all watched upload in a day. Um, cool. I was yeah, it's very bingey. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm probably gonna watch it again. It was spectacular. Um, oh, I, thank you so much. I have an obnoxious. <laughs> Bo has questions. Bo got very excited. Yeah. Um, he's like, "You've been quiet." Uh, all right, so there's like so much cool tech on the show that I love. Um, what What was probably your favorite? tech piece that maybe might come true one day i really really like the memory parlor um where they project one of your memories onto a screen in front of you that can you you can watch i just think that's such a fun and interesting idea um yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was definitely probably, really probably one of it's probably one of the ones that's a little further down the road but um but if they can ever figure something out like something like that out being able to you know actually see your memories i mean that that's just a really cool concept i think the most doable yeah. one was the uh, plant garden hanging on somebody's balcony i think we can actually make that happen that's uh out already i was like oh that's a pretty that good pretty idea terrific. i've never seen those before that seems pretty good i should get one of those I'm like again. yeah why are we doing a plant garden we should totally do that yeah. i love that idea yeah shark tank go to shark tank with that one matt that that could happen. That could be a thing. I did like the way that they did the cell phones on it, of having it built into the, you know, as part, like kind of with the in the hand, yeah. you know, like yeah. Uh, I thought that was really well done, and I thought uh, the actress played your girlfriend, fiance on the show. Man, did she play a, just a terrific uh, kind of bad guy but also you know like you she love redeems her. herself <laughs> yeah. you love her yeah 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 she's, they she's surprisingly cool she's so she's so sweet in real life she's one of those people that can say things that most people would get you know destroyed for but she says that and you're like oh i kind of love her she's a she's a bitch um she's like she's so she's she's so sweet in real life that she can get away with it on screen and um She's, uh, I love, I love shooting with uh, Allegra. She, she cracks me up. She's really, really funny. Yeah. They did some smart things with her character too. Uh, there's some very smart writing moves that they did there. Like there's a moment where uh, your niece is like, don't let her, it was something about her hair. Like don't, yeah, you know, says- or, uh, or I say, don't uh, don't let her don't let her um, 
change your hair. Don't let her. Don't change your yeah, hair. Don't let her. Yeah. And she's like, let's do our hair the same. <laughs> yeah, her, and then her... and the and the reaction to when when she says that is you're like, oh god, she's the worst. And then it comes back, <laughs> yeah. and she's done her hair to look like your your niece so or your sweet. cousin, <laughs> and it's so sweet. And you like her more because of it. Like it, it she, they did things like that with her character where you you keep thinking that she's gonna kind of be a worse person or that she's not as kind or whatever and then they find ways of of kind of making you realize that maybe you have the wrong impression of her which is well, I very think, smart yeah i think that the show you know although everything's done in a comedic way and you know i think greg rides a fine line of of posing interesting questions and but never preaching them or or shoving them down your throat i think you know the the show asks you know are we the decisions we've made um or or can people change uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of don't, you know, don't judge people, you know, at that first glance or book by its cover, the old cliche. And, um, and, uh, I think, you know, there's some interesting questions about the division of wealth and, you know, how it would continue into the afterlife mm -hmm. if it's created by people, you know, it, it would, would the digital afterlife have the same problems that our world has, uh, if it's created by by man, so to speak, because, um, you know, everything's a business and, and people are greedy. And I, I just think that, you know, it makes it, it makes it interesting to watch. Greg always said, it's not a utopia or a dystopia. It's a middle topia. And I think it, you know, it, it feels more like life and, uh, you know, it would, it would get a little boring if everything was perfect and it would definitely be tough to watch as a comedy if everything was awful. Yeah, I think that's definitely right. comes through with uh, the the David Choke character, who's based on David Koch, obviously. Um, to watch, mm -hmm. you know, there's like this rich billionaire who clearly was not a good person in life, and now just gets to mm -hmm. roll over on everyone and do whatever he wants because he's got all the money even after he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whole you know idea of like whoever dies with the most toys wins, you know, that type of. <laughs> You know, who, who, you know, that, that thing was like, if, if you're, if you get to play with them and you get to bring your money into your afterlife, you know, that is a very interesting concept. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, that is, uh, you know, especially how you end up at the end of the season, you know, with, um, you know, Frozen, it was like, you know, out of, out of gigs. We, I mean, you know, it's a hell of a way to end a season like that. Is, you know, we, I think it left everyone kind of going like, well, God, I hope that they do a second season. Because if not, like it is really, you know, it's a it's a it's a hard ending, man. You're sitting there going, God, I hope, uh, you know, I hope this this guy something happens good for. This yeah, character. you can't you can't pull any punches. You know, you got to lay it all out there in season one. And then when you season two, you figure it out. The nice thing is Greg uh, actually thought of this concept over 30 years ago when he was writing on Saturday Night Live. And um, he had season one and two fully mapped out before we started filming. So um, they've already had a writer's room open in the hopes that, um, you know, the show would premiere well. And luckily it, it did with the renewal. Um, they're already hard at work on season two. So as soon as uh, as soon as the world is a little, little bit back to normal, I think we'll be back into 
to filming. So it shouldn't take as long for season two to come as season one did. Season one was a long process. We shot the pilot in January 2018 and season one uh, in February, March, and April of 2019. So it's been over two years. Wow. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. Did you get to spend any time with Mike Lawrence? That is a big question. Uh, No. Okay. We have to find a way to get you to spend some time with... uh, Mike Lawrence. Mike was one of the writers on uh, on the show, and uh, I mean, like, he is... we 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 he didn't come up to Vancouver. We I, oh. I went into the writers' room uh, beforehand. So I, I mean, by no, I like an hour, and you know, we went for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have met. And I spent time with him and the other like seven writers. If if you want to impress him. Find Maybe the most... he did come up for, for. Ever. I can't remember which writers came up because they only, they only got let them come up for like, um, a minute. You know. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. yeah. If you if you want to impress him, just find the most obscure piece of Marvel trivia that you can imagine about a comic book in like 1962 and <laughs> mention it to him, and he'll know what you're talking about. No, yeah, when he we, is. When he we knows lunch, everything. Yeah. We geeked out a little bit talking about I uh, I had I had been on the flight you know fairly mm-hmm. recently at that point because this is a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, so we we geeked out a little bit talking about uh, comic books and superheroes um, but I uh, I was also I was talking to him about stand up I think because stand up just fascinates me and I love um, I, I believe he does stand up yes um, yeah. yeah that's how yeah. we know okay, so I was. Yeah. Okay, so I was talking to him about that. Uh, stand-up comedians fascinate me. I just think it's it's the most scary, it's the most terrifying thing in the world to me. But I love watching comedy. Um, um, anyway, I, you know, I, I I really liked him. I just don't. I don't. I didn't yeah. get to spend that much time with him. And I'm trying to remember if he came up to Vancouver. But Vancouver's like, we shot the entire thing in two and a half months. So Vancouver, and I was doing um, Code Eight premieres on some of the weekends. So. Vancouver yeah, is yeah. Uh, Vancouver is a blur to me, yeah. um, but uh, well, it, all the writers were and, awesome. And real quick, Stephen, we've if got, you ever um, if you ever get a chance, um, just sorry, sorry to interrupt here, but Zainab Johnson, who's on the show, uh, Zainab uh, and Mike Lawrence have done we've we've done Matt, who's on here yeah. with me, we've we've done tons of stand-up shows with Zainab Johnson and with Mike Lawrence over the years and uh, she is an unbelievably funny stand-up comedian I mean she's brilliant we saw Zainab do stand-up while we were in Vancouver she did a show and the whole cast went to see it and she had us absolutely in stitches yeah did she do the bit about her her mom thinking that she could get married again with 10 kids that that's one of my favorites. She ever did. She <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's so funny. No, but now I'm going to ask her about it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick before we continue the show, um, I want to talk about a third generation family run business that I am very proud to be working with. Uh, Sennheiser is the number one 
number top tier <laughs> microphone uh, company in the world. And we are so lucky that we are now recording our show using Sennheiser microphones and their headphones. They're, it's awesome. We're, we're talking into Sennheiser MD42 microphones and using Sennheiser HD25 headphones, and these sound amazing. I mean, listen to Mike Black's voice. Listen to the rich and sumptuous soundscape that comes out of my voice. Oh. Every time I speak into a Sennheiser. Absolutely. Go check out uh, their microphones and their sound equipment over at Sennheiser.com. All right. Let's get back to the show. Okay. All right. So we have to talk about um, uh, Sarah. uh, Give us another question. What else you got? All right. uh, Oh, gray market. Uh, That whole concept just intrigued me. I want to know what, what you would get from the gray market. (laughs) um oh man that set was so cool um i'm trying to remember what was at each of the little booths um the the puberty power up to me was just such a funny concept god that was so great greg is so like only only greg would think of something you know or at least you know someone in greg's writer's room would think of something so weird and so funny and uh, um, I love that it was a tattoo. I just, I, I don't know. I don't. Brilliant! It <laughs> really was. Yeah. Now I have a question I think about the show. That's the funniest oh. thing. So yes, of course. So we're watching the show, and Zainab Johnson has to jump into the body of uh, that guy who's missing, who you see his uh, hard drive later up on top of the lights when they're doing the party, right? Um, and he, she has to dance. So you see her doing the dance and she's physically dancing in the room while she's in VR. So to me that says, okay, then they're acting out the stuff they're doing while they're like in the VR. But then later on, there's the scene where your angel walks on water and you fall into the water and then it cuts back and you see her and she's laying down at the time. So I was wondering, do they actually have to act out the things in real life or not? No, in our world, I mean, first of all, uh, it's a comedy and stop poking holes. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch, Matt. Second, Why are you poking um, them holes? This the is what I, Star Trek fans do when we watch sci-fi. Thing. This is what we do. I'm sorry. <laughs> so at this point, um, I, you know, I think in, in, in our world at this point, the technology, you don't have to do that. But I think okay. it's when people get get swept up in what they're doing because you see it as well when Nora and I are singing Uptown Funk in the second episode. Yeah. She's dancing at her desk. And that doesn't right. necessarily mean she's doing the same thing in real life. It means that, you know, she's she's lost, you know, um she's just kind of lost herself in it and you know is is enjoying it in the real world as well as in um in the upload world. So you don't need like the you know you don't need the multi-directional treadmills like they have in mm-hmm you know, ready player one. Um, it's, it's more of a, um, think of it as like, you know, a, a mental, um, projection or, or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. That makes sense. But, uh, but you know, if, if you're enjoying yourself so much in the real world, you can, you know, you can, you can live it out there while doing it in, in upload. I'll accept it. I love it. All right. I'll, okay. Good, good. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Um, okay. Quick. Couple, couple very quick things before we let you go. Code eight, uh, Jeff Chan is a genius. Uh, yeah. You're amazing in that movie, and you got to work with with uh, Stephen in that as well. What was that like getting to be on screen with him and getting to to work with family on a film? 
it was awesome. I mean, yeah, Jeff Chan is a genius. He he really spearheaded the you know the whole project from the beginning. He and I self financed the short film for seventy thousand dollars. We just decided to take a chance on ourselves. And oh uh, my luckily, god, amazing! Yeah, yeah. Luckily, it went viral, and we front page Reddit, and we turned a small Indiegogo campaign into you know three million dollars from over thirty thousand backers. And uh, we, uh, oh, it was, it was, it was a, an experience I'll never forget. Steve, you know, getting to work with family and friends because everybody that worked on the movie just worked their ass off and really cared. Um, the amount of sweat equity in the movie is is crazy, which is why it feels so much bigger than it actually was. Um, but you know, getting to work with family, we worked on the flash for a minute together, but they didn't let us talk because it, they just thought it would be too weird. Um, well, so, you know, that's, getting that, that's my other, my other question for you is that as being part of the, you know, as part of the flash universe, um, are you more drawn if you uh, like, do you have an a, a, like an allegiance to the DC universe? Like if if you were going to play a superhero uh, in in a Marvel film or in a DC film, do you have a choice or something that you would like to like to jump in and do? Like, is there a chance we're going to get to see you uh, down the road in one of those films? Because I it sure feels like I that. have. Could be I have next. no, I have no allegiance. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm, I grew up as the biggest Batman fan ever. Um, but no. with that being said, like, you know, I, I didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, and I love those movies. Um, you know, I, Thor was not one of my favorite superheroes. You know, I didn't really care about the Hulk. I thought they were fine. And Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie. So it's one of those things where um, there might be a superhero I've never heard of that, you know, could be could be the, the, the superhero I would most like I would most want to play. You know, it's just they're so good at at what they're doing that, uh, you know, I, I, I have I don't discriminate whatever superhero um, Marvel wants me to play, I'll do it. <laughs> One hundred percent. I I know I know we have to let you go. Um, um, I I just want to uh, I just want to say this. I think uh, you're a, a terrific guy. You've always been incredibly kind and uh, and and very just you know like a very you know uh, easygoing person. And and uh, I think uh, you know where you are at in your career right now is is phenomenal this tv show is great but who you will become like who we will see like you know robbie amel in um in five years from now it's it's, it's, we won't be able to get him the sky's the limit man (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and and real quick before we let you go sweet thank you uh one thing i have to say is that when you're on the set for season two when you see chris williams please tell him that we all say that crazy ass killer is probably one of the greatest tv characters (laughs) of all time i will absolutely he's awesome he's he's uh, he's i mean we 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 got to spend one episode together um uh, he's really great. Um, and, and thank you for that. I really appreciate you saying that. I, you know, I've always enjoyed our time together and I feel the same way about you, you know, good. Uh, it's always nice to to hang out with good people. So I appreciate you having me on here. 
Thank you, Robbie. You bet, man. And uh, and hey, Robbie, if your mom is a fan of 90 Day Fiance, yes. <laughs> please let her know uh, that that um, that that we have an episode with Big Ed. Like basically, oh, I'm just show made it to her now. It's yeah. my mother. All right, they... it's Italia. It's Italia's mom. She uh, she has watched every single episode. My my mom hasn't gotten into it, but that doesn't mean she's not going to be just as big a friggin' fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we we did an episode with Big Ed from Ninety Day Fiance, and holy Amazing. dear God, if I never have to talk to anybody <laughs> from that show again, it won't be too soon. <laughs> but it was very interesting. It was very interesting to to hear what they had to say so yeah. um yeah we're checking that but you're the best thank you again buddy <laughs> thanks thank robbie. you good talking to you take care guys thanks robbie all right thank you, you. be safe all right bye bye god oh wow that was that was a lot of fun uh chatting with him wasn't that great such yeah, a nice guy yeah oh my god i fell yeah. even more in love <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> i don't blame you i'm i'm in love with him too um <laughs> What a what a sweet guy. He he's a uh, very kind, very cool. Yeah, now is he um, is he also Canadian like you are, Stephen? Because he kept mentioning playing hockey. I didn't uh, want to interrupt. I assume he is. I I think he, he I think he is. Yeah. He is Canadian. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's from Ontario, Canada. That's why he's so um, polite. But yeah, I know, I know, I know. Can't get couldn't get him, can't get him to say a bad word about anybody or any set. I it, mean, this except is a, Meryl Streep. This is a polite. Except yes. Meryl Streep, he called yes. her a bitch. Dug, dug deep into Meryl. He did not call her a bitch. He said, if she was a bitch, do not do that. I'm going to edit around that clip, put it out. We'll get that in, the, in TMZ. No, <laughs> Robin no. Meryl Streep, that's, that's the clickbait. <laughs> oh, man. Good God. No, he would never say yeah. that. Yeah. Obviously, he would never say that. No, no, no. He's he's wonderful. I, Matt, I, I do appreciate you that, that you uh, grilled him on the tech of... Uh, the imaginary tech of their television show is very uh, that's very that, Matt Walker. That he's just acting. So. It's not like he's the guy writing it either. Anyways, it wouldn't be his fault. Yeah, he's like, what are you talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, well, here's how it technically works. You're yeah. like, oh my it, god, Matt. That, I, well, I got him as rude as a Canadian can be to, to come back at me and he's yes. still very polite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um <laughs> in Canada that that conversation was the, was World War 3. Yes. You know. <laughs> like I can't believe. Um yeah. anyways, Sarah, where can people find you? Where can people get you in the world? Uh you can get me on the Instagrams at the S Salt House. Um if you go to the Salt House, you get my sister and she'll be annoyed. So, also follow her. Oh. So you do both. Oh, great. Okay, great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, and are you, are you using, you're using TikToks? You showed, you taught, you kind of showed me how to use the TikToks. I am. I am on the TikToks. Same, same handle, the S Salt House. Uh, you can see my dog judge me for my drinking problems. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Matt, where can people get you? Uh, there are links to everything at uh, funnymat.com. Um, and if you're Robbie's, uh, agent, you can let me know what you think of my questions at mattwalkersucks.com. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are, 
then that's fair. People will do that. Uh, you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N Glickman on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast and share it with your friends. If you're listening to this right now, literally go grab the URL and post it on your Facebook. Tell your friends or just or don't don't do that. Don't you don't have to do that. If you don't want to do that, don't do that. No, no, you know what you could do, do? No, they just, have to do it. Just just call five friends mm-hmm. on the phone and say if you haven't listened to the interview with Robbie and Mel on uh, on the nighttime show, you're you're missing out. And if you don't do that, well then you're a fucking asshole. All right. <laughs> that is just that I mean if you're listening to this point and you are not telling people uh, then, then you know, I'm disappointed in you personally. Uh, but I, I appreciate you listening to the show. Thanks so much for being so great. Don't forget to comment and uh, tell everybody uh, and be uh, be kind to one another. Be kind and don't forget to watch upload. We're, were on you just Amazon. doing a Jerry's final thought <laughs> to end the podcast. I, <laughs> I, I might have. I might have. Remember, might've be good to that. yourself I, and each other. Big tears and each other. <laughs> yes, I'm Jerry Springer. <laughs> All right, then that's about as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Stand up.